This episode is brought to you by Great Lakes Clinical Trials. Located at the corner of Foster and Ashland in Andersonville, Great Lakes specializes in the study of investigational medications to treat health issues of the brain and body, as well as the recent affliction of COVID-19. Great Lakes Clinical Trials is participating in a global COVID-19 vaccine study that will be delivered to the Chicago community. For more information on their current studies, including the COVID-19 vaccine, visit GreatLakesClinicalTrials.com or send them a message on Facebook. Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today, we are joined by Emily Vogler, owner of SkinQ, an intimate and comfortable self-care private boutique located in the heart of Andersonville that specializes in both facials and waxing services. At SkinQ, you'll be welcomed into an environment where you'll feel completely nurtured and cared for by their master estheticians. Book your next appointment with the SkinQ experts online at SkinQChicago.com and visit them at 1509 West Berwyn. Welcome, Emily. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Oh, we're good. Um, we're super excited to have you in this episode kicking off our January uh, resolution Andersonville season. It's um, a brand new year and we're ready for it. <laughs> yep, ready for a new year. That's for sure. Okay, so we usually start with, um, you know, having our guests tell us a little bit about themselves. So mm -hmm. um, if you could kind of like explain kind of, you know, where you grew up, um, you know, you know, do, if you grew up in Chicago, if you moved here and kind of tell us how you got involved in the skincare industry. Okay. So yeah, I grew up in Ohio in a small town um, in Southeast Ohio called Marietta, Ohio. Um, and I um, lived in Cincinnati for a really long time. Um, and that's where I went to school. Um, I got interested in the skincare business probably as a teenager, I would say, because I had acne growing up. And so, you know, just like every teenager has a little acne here and there, it was embarrassing. And, you know, I tried to figure things out to help myself. So um, I think it all started there. Um, and I also had like a big passion for helping people. Um, so fast forward a little bit, I ended up going to college at the University of Cincinnati and I was um, majoring in visual design. And I hated it. I just realized that it just wasn't me and I, I didn't like school. And so I left college and um, joined a program called AmeriCorps, which is like a domestic Peace Corps. And when I was in there, um, I met a girl whose sister had just graduated from skin school. And I, I had never, I like didn't even really know it was a thing. Um, and like literally a light bulb went off and I graduated from school or from, um, from, the program at AmeriCorps and then moved back to Ohio and went to school um, in Cincinnati at the Veda Fredericks Institute and graduated in 2002. And so the rest is history. And what, what and, did you do for AmeriCorps? Oh gosh, we were, uh, we did so many different projects. I was, um, the program was called NCCC. And so I was stationed in Denver, but we took, we went like, we went around the country every six weeks. We had different projects. So I was living on a Native American reservation in South Dakota. And we were, we built a boys and girls club and did tutoring. And then I worked um, in uh, New York City after 9-11 with the Red Cross, like allocating funds to the victims of 9-11. Worked in prairie and wetland restoration, like just literally all over the board. So it was, it was a really great experience. 
And what can you tell us a little bit about your career? Um, I know we were reading online too, that you've worked in everything from day spas to kind of more corporate medical offices. What was that experience like? And how do you think it informed you to really um, go after your passion of opening your own boutique? Yeah, I mean, having so many different experiences, like work-wise, I feel like you know, I obviously gained a lot of different, um, a lot of different um, background and different aspects of aesthetics. Um, I don't think that I ever realized um, at the beginning of my career that I was going to open my own business. But as time went on, I really feel like I kind of um, just somehow my dad is an entrepreneur and he's always uh, run his own business. And I think something along the line just came out um, in me wanting to run my own business just like he did. And um, I don't know, I think working in a lot of different aspects of the skincare industry, um, I think it just eventually leads to you running your own business. And tell us a little bit about opening up in Andersonville. Um, How did you choose Andersonville as the location for your business? Um, well, I've lived here. My husband and I have lived here. We moved. Um, he's he's from Chicago, but we both met in Cincinnati. We moved here, I think, in like 2007. So we've been in Andersonville for a really long time. And I adore the neighborhood. I feel like I, I just felt like instantly at home here the second we moved here. Um, and I've worked in um, I worked in a couple of different local spas in the neighborhood. Um, that were kind of more catered towards men. And I always felt like there was a little bit of a void in the neighborhood for um, more female-centric, if you will, um, places to, you know, day spas for people to go and um, get waxed and have facials. So um, the opportunity arose. I have a friend who's also a business partner. He, his name's Zach, and he does all of the back-end work, like all of the accounting and everything. And he was my manager at one of the local spas. And we always kind of talked, you know, around that time of us opening our own business. Um, and uh, it just, it finally happened um, like a year and a half ago. So um, we were really excited to be a part of the neighborhood and the business community in Andersonville. And uh, for those listening who maybe aren't familiar, can you just kind of give us a brief overview of the services and specialties that SkinQ offers currently? Yeah, so currently we're really, really limited on what we can do um, because of COVID. Um, So currently we're offering body waxing, brow waxing, um, brow tints, eyelash tints and um, lash lips, which is kind of like a perm for your for your eyelashes, um, but uh, when we're at full capacity, we are able. We're, we do facials, we do chemical peels, we do dermaplaning, um, you know, just all of the all of the facial treatments. But right now, we can't do anything that requires you to take a mask off. And kind of you, can you tell us a little bit about the space <laughs> itself? Like, how did you kind of um, go about developing your space? How does it differ from maybe kind of larger? Um, spas and salons that that people might be more used to? Yeah, so we we wanted to create more of like, I guess I would say a boutique feel. Um, Right now, currently, it's just a single room. But um, I think at first, we were actually not sure how clients would respond to that. Like, you literally just walk into the room. There's no reception area. 
Um, but clients have really loved that experience. And I think um, it just, it just leads to a more personalized, literally a personalized experience being in the room um, just with your esthetician. Um, the space itself, I feel like you know, there's a lot of fun artwork in there and um, just a lot of, you know, just a lot of different things. I think that kind of reflect my personality. It's not your typical, like, you know, going to the spa with, you know, spa things on the walls and waterfalls and all of that kind of stuff. So um, it's a little bit more modern, I guess I would say. Well, modern and, and it's, it's, it's well curated. It's, you know, we were in the space for the ribbon cutting and I don't know how much it's changed kind of since that point but it's beautiful and the artwork you know you can tell there's a real personal touch to it as opposed to like you're going to get an off the kind of shelf at home goods you know picture and put it on the wall and um yeah exactly so you really get a a sense of your personality so can you tell us a little bit more about the art that you've put in the space i know you um have told us in the past that you're an art collector of sorts too yeah and to say collector, I guess that's a little bit of a broad term, but um, my husband and I really enjoy art, specifically um, like street art and um, modern art. So um, we're lucky that we have quite a few pieces around the house. So the stuff that's um, in Skin Q is literally hanging on our walls. So um, we, uh, you know, being able to choose from our own collection here um, was really special and nice. But yeah, he, my husband, he's, he's really, um, really into art more, you know, almost more so than I am. And he writes for a blog called Street Art News. Um, And yeah, it's, um, we have, you know, quite a selection of, I guess I would say more street art in our house, Um, really bright colors and fun subject matter. And I know, um, you know, everything's been a lot more difficult to kind of operate in, in a usual fashion, but, you know, let's just say we're, you know, we get out of this, the vaccine comes, we're able to get back to normal. Um, can you tell us some about some of your favorite services you like to, um, you like to do for clients? Yeah. I mean, I, I love doing facials. Um, I love doing chemical peels. I would think I, I think chemical peels are actually my favorite service to do just because they're so results driven. Um, a lot of people are scared of them because they watched Sex in the City like in the early 2000s where Samantha got a chemical peel and then had to wear like a veil around for a week or two. Um, we don't do that type of service. Um, it's definitely much more superficial and gentle, um, but I love doing just peels in general, just because you can get such an amazing result from them. And, you know, when in doing kind of research um, for this interview, you know, you know, both your Yelp and, and Facebook reviews are, are, are laden with just nothing but compliments about your um, patience and thoroughness and expertise. You know, what is one element of customer service you pride yourself on? And um, do you have a favorite, you know, moment or, or maybe several moments of client experiences you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, so the Yelp, I mean, the Yelp and Google reviews, I mean, those mean so much to us. Um, I feel like going into the business, I was sort of dreading having a Yelp profile because I think it's sort of a necessary evil and you don't have control over like what people say, but um, it's really been just very humbling, like hearing what people have to say. They're all like unprompted reviews. And um, like I said, we just feel really lucky. Um, And um, I have two employees right now who, I mean, they're just 
they're like stand-up estheticians. They do such a great job. And um, I'm really lucky in that aspect. And our clients um, seem to really love them as well. So um, yeah. Yeah, I know, um, you know, I mean, obviously like I've visited, you know, salons and spas and and sometimes that that kind of first time walking in can be a very intimidating experience. Um, you know, in, in terms of your new clients, can you share with us, you know, some of the more procedural elements that you have people do on at, at a first time facial appointment? What are some of the questions you ask? Like what is, you know, your expectation of your client and, and what do you hope that they kind of would, would, you know, ask of you? Yeah, so when we are able to do facials, um, if you're a new client, we ask you to um, book the first time, the new client facial, which is, um, it's the custom facial that we offer, but we allow more time during that facial, an extra half an hour, so we can get to know the client a little bit better, um, learn about their skin sensitivities and allergies if they have any, and then their expectations. We have you fill out a pretty thorough questionnaire about just a little bit of uh, med medical history if you're seeing a dermatologist and so on and so forth. Um, and we just really, really take the time to get to know the client before we even start touching their skin at all. Um, as far as COVID is concerned, for any new client that comes in the door, and actually every client that comes in the door, we're having everybody fill out um, a COVID release form, acknowledging that you know they haven't been around anybody with COVID or asked to quarantine, so on and so forth. Um, and then, um, you know, we're out allowing extra time for cleaning and things like that in between clients. So we're really trying to be thorough. I think more than anything, we're just, we want to be as thorough as we can with our clients during COVID and um, not during COVID times. So Emily, we know that water intake, stress, and nutrition can affect the skin, but can you also share with us anything surprising that folks might not know may be contributing to the health of their skin or concerns uh, about their skin? Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that affects your skin. I mean, your skin's the largest organ in your body. Um, so stress certainly contributes to um, skincare issues, not only just with like breakouts, but it causes inflammation within your body that can cause um, like uh, eczema and psoriasis, for example. Um, a lot of times if people have an allergy to gluten, um, that will cause skin issues, um, any sort of dairy issues, like a lot of, a lot of food allergies will affect your skin. And yeah, I say food and stress are probably the two biggest ones. I mean, we can go down to the nitty gritty, like if you're not changing your pillowcases enough, for example, or if you're not wiping down your cell phones, I mean, there's just so many things that people probably don't think of on a day-to-day -day basis to do to help their skin. And right now, especially with wearing masks, um, mask wearing and not washing your mask on a daily basis is really causing um, a lot of what we like to call maskiny issues. So what is, you know, what is the kind of the proper thing to do? You know, obviously we know to wash the mask, but, but you're saying for sure, like daily, make sure that mask gets washed if, if you're noticing breakouts and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know it's, I mean, obviously it's a pain if you have one mask to your name to have to wash it every single night when you get home, but definitely washing your mask, um, making sure you're using the proper um, skincare. I mean, when you're breaking out, especially, I mean, 
you want to use things that will treat acne, but a lot of people are experiencing a lot of like redness and irritation too, um, especially as the weather gets colder. Um, so it's really important to use more soothing products during this time on your skin um, to prevent any sort of irritation. So in that, that, that's a good kind of segue into kind of your, your product, your online product selection. Can you talk about kind of how you've gone about chose, choosing, you know, the products to sell on your site, you know, the products that, that obviously, you know, um, you're using on your client's skin. Um, how did, how did you go about choosing what you have and, um, you know, what can customers expect from shopping on your, on your site online? Well, our products are all very specific, very specifically selected. Um, I've been working with um, one, of, one of the lines that we carry is called PCA. I've been working with that line since I became an esthetician like 18 years ago. Um, and um, it's everything that we have is very effective. It's cruelty free. Um, most of it is like high grade, um, medical grade botanicals um, and natural products. We have a product line called Hail and Hush, and that was created specifically for people with health compromised skin, such as like cancer and things like that. So it's oncology safe. And then um, also people with um, sensitive skin like rosacea issues or something like that. Um, and so I was just very like, everything is very curated um, in the fact that I, how could I put this? I guess everything covers a gamut of skincare concerns, but the common, commonality that it has with each other is that um, everything is cruelty free, which is very important to me, like I said, and um, everything is oncology safe. Um, so that's important to me as well. If folks are shopping on your online site, um, are they able to get those items shipped or are you currently offering a curbside pickup option? Yes. I mean, all, all, in, all of the above, we are doing free shipping right now. So you can order online our online ordering is very, very simple. Um, so you can order online and then we ship to you for free. Um, we can do curbside or if you want to come into the store, you can do that as well. Um, you just have to let us know so we can block the time off. What do you think is kind of like your number one item online that people um, kind of have been purchasing at this time? Oh gosh. What is the number one item? People have been, per I mean, we've been really lucky in the fact that we've been getting a lot of online sales. Um, I would say the biggest thing that people are purchasing right now is the, like, um, uh, we have like a facial kit, for example, at home, like a do-it-yourself facial kit that people are really into by Is Clinical. Um, and then facial masks are really popular right now too, um, just because, you know, nobody can come in to receive their facial. So they're all doing that at home. Um, and then moisturizers because of the weather getting cold. So this month, we're celebrating our annual Resolution Andersonville campaign, spotlighting our health, wellness, and service providers around Andersonville. How do you define wellness, and why should folks pay attention to their own self-care routines? Wellness is, I mean, I think wellness is defined by many different, um, di many different areas of your life, like your mental health, your physical health. Um, and so, like I said before, your skin's the largest organ, and um, if you're not focusing on your overall health, it's just, it will show up on, on your skin. So I think more than ever now is a great time to create um, new rituals that make you feel good about yourself, like a new skincare routine or 
you know, taking the time to mask or whatever it is, um, even if you just have 10 minutes a day, I think um, focusing on yourself um, is super important. Absolutely. And with this um, kind of difficult 2020 that, that we've been through, what is your overall hope for 2021? Do you have any kind of New Year's re resolutions that you'd like to share? Well, I really hope that in 2021, we can start doing 100% of our services again. Um, obviously, you know, skincare is 80% of our business. So um, that is a big hope. Um, as far as resolutions, I think, I mean, you guys are kind of helping me do it right now. I have a really hard time talking about myself or doing any sort of self-promotion. So um, that in itself, like, you know, is not an advantage to the business. So I think a goal of mine in 2021 is to kind of get out there a little bit more and do some more self-promoting um, just within Andersonville. Um, and then, you know, the big goal of 2021, if things get back on the up and up is to possibly open up a storefront um, right before literally like the day that we got shut down for um, to be in quarantine. Um, I turned 40 that day and I had to shut my business down. So um, we were literally like on the dotted line getting ready to sign a new lease somewhere to expand and um, to have, you know, an actual retail space and things like that. So um, that was a little bit of a damper, obviously. So I think, you know, getting back to, um, you know, expansion is really the ultimate goal. So I don't know if it will happen in 2021, but that is, that is the hope. Well, of course, we certainly hope that um, you stay in Andersonville, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's super exciting. So we'll be anxious to see how that develops. And yes, I know we're all hoping this year is going to look different or at least start to look different and um, as things become safer. So um, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I'm um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So we like to do this toward the end of the, each episode, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So the okay. one we'll start out with is what is your favorite book? My favorite book is even cowgirls get the blues by Tom Robbins. What's that one about? <laughs> it's about a girl who has humongous thumbs. <laughs> That's like basically how I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. She has humongous thumbs and she hitchhikes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I was um, going to say, I'm going to look that up now. I know. <laughs> the other, what my a, other favorite of his is still life with a woodpecker. That's a really good one too. So he's, he's just like such an off the wall writer. He's so great. Awesome. What about a favorite album? Do you have an Ooh. album that you love or an album that maybe defines you? Oh gosh. I don't, that's always so hard because there, there are just so many different albums and I, my, I listen to like so many different types of music. Um, I guess if I had to say off the bat, I would say the Rolling Stones, um, Exile on Main Street. Yeah, I always find that this question is hard for me too, because you know I I kind of like love all music. So yeah. I, my fallback is always um, Taylor Swift, 1989. So. Oh. <laughs> That's, that's, that's just your preloaded answer. That's my preloaded <laughs> answer. Cause I mean, it's true. Like, like if I don't know what to listen to, I'll just listen to Taylor Swift. So <laughs> I love that though. I, I feel like I've just like started kind of listening to her lately. Like I do a lot of music listening when I'm on, when I'm exercising or running and she always pops up and I'm like, Oh, I, I totally get why people like Taylor Swift now. 
It's true. It's true. Like yeah. I never thought. And then, you know, so, cause I'm in my forties too. So it's not like, that's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got my, I don't know if you guys like pay attention to your Spotify, like end of the year, but I got mine back. I read mine and it was, it was so random. It was like the number one listening was rap. And then it was Nirvana. And then it was Tori Amos. And then it was like classic rock. It just was like literally all over the gamut. See, and unfortunately mine would probably say nothing this year because I haven't actually been listening to anything on Spotify because I've been at home. (laughs) So I'm just like talking to our like Alexa, unfortunately, to play all our music. But my fallback consistently this entire year has been Ben Rector. I don't know if either of you listen to him, but no. He's just very, I don't know, he's calming. His new holiday album that came out was is just great. And my daughter seems to love it because she dances every time it comes on. So I'm like, okay, win-win. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's so Yeah, cool. definitely if, if, if this question was last year, it would be like a mi- mashup for me between like The Greatest Showman and Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Like for sure. the, the musicals on that, it would be a, so. So with that question, would you rather go to a music festival or an art festival? Mm. Well, the, the like nineties teenager in me wants to say a concert, but the 40 year old in me has to say an art show for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. My husband works in the music industry. And so I have a lot of opportunities to go to concerts or, you know, when concerts are allowed. Um, and I, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll sit on the couch and drink some wine. You go ahead and you go ahead to the music show. So I think I've grown out of it. And right, you know, like this whole year that has looked so different, right? So who knows mm-hmm. how the the music scene's gonna continue to develop here in 2021. But um, yeah. I, yeah. That's has, a, it's definitely a big question around our house. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and then what can you share with us about your morning and nighttime skin routines? You know, it's funny that you should ask because I've been getting this question a lot from my clients and um, I actually did some Instagram videos yesterday that I'm going to post here soon about my routine. Um, In the morning, I'm a big believer unless you're sweating at night or exercising that you do not need to wash your skin in the morning and at night. So first thing in the morning, I splash my face off with water. Um, and then I use, um, a exfoliant that stays on my skin. And then I use, um, some antioxidants to protect against free radicals and then an SPF, always an SPF. And then at night, it's like, I, I normally do about 500 things, um, just because I really enjoy the ritual of having, you know, like putting all of that stuff on my skin. Um, but I use definitely, I, I do a double cleanse to take my makeup off and then I cleanse my skin. And then I use probably like three or four different serums. I mix them all together and then I do a retinol and then I do um, a night cream and I love doing all of it. You should see my cabinets. Like it's crazy how many skincare products I have. Would you ever take a picture and share it with the world? Oh, you, yeah, I, <laughs> I did a, I did this, um, picture for Instagram actually last year or in the spring, I guess it was. And it was, I was kind of going through all of my skincare stuff um, and just makeup and things like that. And I 
spread it all over my bedroom floor and took a picture of it. And it's, I mean, it's literally embarrassing how much stuff I have. I probably had like at least 200 products in front of me. Like when I took the picture, it was just insane, but yeah, I'll take a picture. Yeah. Well, if you had to whittle all 200 of those items down to one, what would be one product you couldn't live without? Oh, I have no, this is almost as hard as the like music question. I would say top three then we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little okay. leeway here. Okay. So top three, um, SPF I'm in love with this SPF right now from is clinical. Um, like people hate SPFs and I understand it. That's not like a super fun product, but this product, it makes your skin look gorgeous and it's SPF 50. So it's really, really great quality. Um, the next would be vitamin C. Um, it's really great for brightening your skin and protecting your skin, like I said, against free radicals. Um, and then, and it works synergistically with your SPF in the morning, which is great. Um, and then a retinol, cause retinol is like the, literally like the golden standard of anti-aging products. So, oh, go ahead, Laura. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, um, so you've been, you know, you've, you know, paid attention to your skin, been a part of the skincare business, um, you know, for most of your life. Right. So what would you, you know, how do you think your skin, you know, as the skin ages, how, what have you noticed about your skin as you've kind of, kind of got, you know, now you're at your 40, you know, what, how has it changed, you know, since maybe your early thirties to what you're seeing now, um, that may be kind of applicable to other people in the same position with their skin. Yeah. Well, gravity, I feel like gravity definitely hasn't been my friend as I hit 40. Like I'm noticing a lot of, you know, elasticity issues, um, and dark circles for sure. Um, all of a sudden, I don't know if it's the stress or what of 2020, like literally I hit 40 and I was like, I I'm like, where did these dark circles come from? Um, so that's a big challenge for me. And then, um, what else? I mean, gosh, yeah, I, I think for me, just mainly like just things kind of going south instead of going north with like just elasticity and collagen production. And what would be um, your one recommendation for folks to ha always have in their skincare cabinet, even if they're super low maintenance and don't really like to do much besides wash their face? Um. I would say an SPF for sure. I mean, like I said, it's not a super fun product product to, ha to have to always have and wear, but it really is the most important thing, not only because it protects you against skin cancers, but it also is aside from retinol, the best thing that you can do to prevent any um, signs of aging um, and hyperpigmentation and sun damage. And anything else that you would kind of like to share, you would like kind of like the list our listeners to know about about you about you know I checked out like your personal Instagram page and I noticed that you like the Cubs oh my gosh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I love the Cubs I'm a huge 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 Cubs fan um yeah I'm a big Cubs fan I was crushed that I couldn't go to a baseball game or mini this year we we're very fortunate that we have a friend that works for the Cubs so he hooks us up with really great seats and that was a big mess this year. So um, yeah, Cubs fan. I like to, I'm a big wine drinker um, and 
what else is there to my personality? I guess that's probably about it. If I had to sum myself up in like two words, I'd say Cubs and, and, and red wine. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. And Emily, um, what is the absolute best way for folks to continue to support you in skin Q right now in the early 2021? I mean, we're so fortunate. I just have to, th- I mean, if any of our clients are listening, I mean, I, I have to thank our clients. They've been so amazing during all of this, just with buying gift cards, which are available online, buying products, which as we've talked about are available online. Um, we're doing, like I said, I think I mentioned we're doing a new service called Lash Lips and that's a fun treatment that is, you know, not everybody wants to come in to get, and get waxed, which I understand that. Um, but having a lash lift is kind of like a fun thing that you can do for yourself. It's, um, uh, it's kind of like a perm for your eyelashes where you don't have to use an eyelash curler for six to eight weeks. Um, and it, and if you do it with an eyelash tent where you like literally just we tint your eyelashes like black or brown or, you know, whatever color you want. Um, it's, it, it's like an instant lift for your face. It's just such a great treatment. So it's something really fun. So coming in and doing, you know, that new treatment would, it would be, would be great as well. And, and the, uh, you know, the treatment itself lasts, you know, six, you said six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it does it the, the lash growth cycle. Okay. And so the same with the tinting, the tinting will eventually kind of fade out. You'd have to get it retinted. Yeah. The tinting won't last six to eight weeks. It's more like three to four, depending on how you treat your eyes. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's six to eight weeks. Well, this is, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Thank you. And where can, where can folks find you? Can you, can you tell us where they can find you online and, and your um, IG handle and all of that? Yeah, we're on Instagram and that's skin, skin Q Chicago. Um, and our website is www.skinqchicago.com. The biggest challenge with where we are right now has been people not being able to find, like literally we have no store. We don't have a storefront, so we don't have signage. Um, we're above Lady Gregory on the second floor in that building on Berwyn. Um, so that is where you can physically find us. Um, but really right now, just going to the website is probably um, the easiest way to get in touch for sure. We're on Instagram. Great. And what are your, your typical kind of open hours for, for appointments? Are you kind of Monday through Sunday? Do you have a day off during the week? Um, typically we're open every day. Um, like I said, I have two, empl- I don't work every day, but I have two employees. So um, we're open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 10 to eight, and then Saturdays from 10 to four and Sundays from 10 to six o'clock. So um, with COVID, the hours are a little, um, they're a little different right now, but we're mainly open. Um, we're open like six days a week right now, not on Fridays though. All right. And thank you so much for listening to Always Anderson Bill, the podcast for show notes on today's episode. You can visit andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded via Zoom. We thank you for your listenership, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our production. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. 
Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.